0: Hey, how's it going? It's Ollie here. Very warm. Well welcome to the e commerce freedom podcast. So, just before we dive in, I've got two special new resources for you. First resource is a PDF with 15 smash hit products on it. Ready to go, examples of products you can sell on Amazon. So you can use this for inspiration, or you can just see you know what types of products do really, really, really well. I've even included uh, revenue examples. So you can see the amount of money that each product is likely to generate on the Amazon Marketplace. If you want to grab this free PDF, just go to ecommercefreedom.com and you'll see a link at the top of the page where you can grab the PDF. The second resource I want to give you is a free Amazon Accelerator call. The whole point of this call is for us to have a quick chat, right, and uh, we'll gather up a little bit of information about your situation and together we'll develop a plan for you to build an Amazon business that either works as a side hustle for you or could replace your job. And we'll take into account your situation, your experience, your background and give you a clear set of action steps to um, uh, go ahead and build the business. If you want to book one of those, go to ecommercefreedom.com, go to the top of the page and click Amazon Accelerator Call. You fill out a quick form and you can book the call. All right. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode. This one's going to be good and uh, uh, enjoy it. Hey everyone, very warm welcome to another episode of the e commerce freedom podcast. So, before we dive in today, a little update. So, I've actually moved uh, here in Stockholm, moved apartment, living in a new place right now, um, recording this episode uh, using a couple boxes as desk, right? And uh, the one thing that's different about this apartment is um, it's in a better location, which is good because it's right next to everything. I mean, I look out my window and, uh, you know, I see uh high street shops everything really really great place to live only issue though is that there's a uh, quite a busy road i'm on so if you do hear any sirens or cars in the background uh yeah maybe it, hopefully it'll be quite a relaxing sound uh, who knows but uh that might be a slight addition to this this episode but what i'm way more excited about um speaking of additions is uh gilbert corrales who is my guest for today. So Gilbert uh, works for a company called Leaf Grow, okay? And it is both an agency and also a platform that helps you run your social media marketing. So it plugs into Facebook, helps you uh, manage your Facebook ad campaigns Organizes everything for you and helps you scale your ad campaigns and do all the heavy lifting for you So the reason I wanted to speak with Gilbert is because really he is Unbelievably knowledgeable about traffic, right? Which is quite funny because there's gonna be loads of traffic in the in the background today right? Um, And I wanted to get his insights about how we can use this stuff with e-commerce and with Amazon So Gilbert, it's really fantastic to have you on the on the show today. How are you doing today, man?
1: Yeah, pretty good, Oliver. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a bit of a uh, rainy day uh, in, in the north of England, but, uh, you know, beautiful and, you know, lots of birds singing, so I can't complain.
0: Good stuff, man. Fantastic. So what I'd love to start off with first is I'd like to just hear a little bit about your story. You know, what led you to create this agency? How did it start out? I know that I've heard that it started out uh, with something slightly different, maybe in the music uh, industry. Uh, yeah. So, tell me a little bit about those first few steps and what led to Leaf Grow being, you know, what it is today. Yeah, of
1: course. Um, when when we started Leaf, we started with a very simple mission, and uh, it was to empower musicians all over the globe to engage, grow, and monetize their audiences. Um, you know, as, as you will know, right? Um, the music ecosystem and the music landscape has changed, you know, very very much in the last twenty years, and um, despite the fact that, you know, nowadays you're kind of like more connected than ever, um, getting to those fans uh, whenever you want them, it's, it's very difficult, right? Because they're not really your fans. And so we thought about, you know, how can we change that and how can we empower musicians? And that's kind of like how we started. We started with a consumer-facing product uh, that will let people to, you know, discover artists, putting the artists at the center, you know, rather than the playlist, as, as you know, essentially every single um, music services out there, and really, you know, allowing artists to do that. Now, funny enough, as we, you know, we're getting ready to launch the app, um, we realized that we didn't uh, had any marketing experience in the team to get it out to people. Um, so we we kind of took a very engineering approach to marketing, and in doing that, we came out with a methodology which essentially sits at the core of Leaf Grow and iterating over um that methodology it allowed us to reach millions of people to build uh you know a very big fan base and and then that led us to start um really delivering on our mission and helping musicians uh labels and so on and so forth to reach and engage audiences and at that time we realized that actually you know what we were building was uh you know like a marketing uh solution right uh, that will allow people to, to do that, you know, like engage, grow and monetize. Now, little do we know that musicians don't really care about making money. They care about making music, but the money side is, is somebody else's business, right? Uh, and scaling that and delivering on our mission was probably going to take us a slightly different. Now, in doing that, we stumbled into something and it was that, you know, that same methodology and same technology, essentially, that we built behind uh, for ourselves was actually gonna help anybody that wanted to, you know, find an audience, reach that audience, and convert that audience in one way or the other. Whether that you're a musician, which, you know, we still do and have a lot of uh, labels and musicians as, as, as customers, but also as a, you know, as a commerce, right, or as a brand, right? You wanna reach and engage. At the end of the day, you're competing, against the same thing, which is a space in the newsfeed for people to take action. Um, and nothing, you know, in essence, is how Live has evolved from a music-only company to now one that allows businesses of every size to engage, grow, but most importantly, to convert and monetize those audiences through through purchases.
0: Love it, man. That's fascinating. It's fascinating how you really started to develop a lot of these strategies that were going to help the people using your app uh, when you were actually trying to get the app out there. That's, that's a really interesting uh, Really interesting thing that happened to you. So, um, I understand you've had recognition from Facebook and Twitter, right? And your um, recognized platforms and, and recommended yeah. platforms by them. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny, right? Because when we were uh, doing live music, uh, and as it was growing, um, both Twitter and Facebook reached out separately. Uh, Twitter to 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 see how we were doing, what we were doing, because we were getting, you know, 40 times better results than than the next one, right? Uh, And this was not just in cost, but in quality, right? So you you have to remember that sometimes, you know, not all engagement is great because, you know, not all of that converts into into actual action, right? Um, But also the quality, right? Like our uh, next day retention, which if you have an app, that's important, right? Next day retention means how many people that downloaded the app today uh, come back to your app tomorrow. Right. And that's what, you know, in many ways defines how successful are you going to be in retaining those customers? Um, and for us it was pretty high. It was about 60, 65 percent, which means that, you know, 65 percent of the people that we were acquiring today will come will come back tomorrow. Um, so they came back to us and they they work with us and with the team to understand, you know, our methodology. And they allow us to model our experiments and spreadsheets and they will run it on the back and things like that, because we will. Um, we would really, really quickly uh, kind of max out what, what was possible to be done in there. These are the early days, you know, Twitter didn't have um, strong API against which we could, you know, interact and model things. And then on the other hand, we have Facebook and, we, you know, we were doing a lot of experimentations on the back of their their marketing API and the same, right? Like they recognized what we were doing. You know, they wrote a case study about us and the success that we were getting, um, you know, Spotify started targeting our customers in Latin America, which was uh, funny. And then, you know, later we know we have, uh, you know, people from Spotify, customers of ours, you know, like telling us about, you know, uh, you know their view of us in the region there. And uh, and I think it was very interesting. But you know, we we got invited to Facebook um, in 2018 uh, to Palo Alto and to spend some time there and and understand more about you know kind of like where they saw things going and. Um, we realized that there was a great opportunity in e-commerce. We saw there was a great opportunity in helping businesses uh, make better sense of, you know, their customer base of, you know, how they are able to convert. And I think um, that really opened our eyes a lot, and also made us realize of, you know, the technology and the methodology that we have built. Uh, and in many ways, since then, you know, we 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 kind of turned the page and you know never look back. And you know, we're super happy with the impact that we've had and you know, businesses small that are now, you know, getting bigger and bigger businesses who are, you know, strengthening and doing, you
0: know, even more things on top of that. That's awesome. And I couldn't help but noticing uh, you actually have Bear Grylls as a case study. So what, what stuff did you do with him? Yeah,
1: I mean, Bear Grylls is, is actually a pretty interesting uh, experience. Uh, when we started uh, engaging with them, we did it through uh, their uh, main agency, which is called Retroface, Uh you know, are now mates of ours uh, from Manchester. And they had engaged retrofos to, you know, kind of have a rebuild of their website and, you know, look at some of their digital strategy and so on and so forth. And they came to us and one of the things that they wanted to do was to start building up um or accelerate, you know, Bear Grill's um uh, email uh subscription list, you know, where through which, you know, Bear um will um share um you know stuff that he's doing with the you know with the scouts and you know, through different things that he does, you know, like they were about to launch a, a podcast on Spotify and, you know, some other stuff with Nat Geo and so on and so forth. And so they came to us and said, you know, Hey, can you, can you help us with this? And we say, sure. What's your goal? And, you know, goal was X. And I was like, right. So for when? And it was like, no, for the last, for the end of the year. And we said, well, we, we probably can deliver that, you know, in a month. And they're like, nah, no way. It was like, yeah, maybe we can start with that. But, you know, we started looking at their e-commerce and, you know, they were looking to transform and launch a uh, you know a full uh, e-commerce uh, experience around you know Bear Grylls, his brand, and you know the the the, the brands that, that he collaborates with. And we said, well, actually, there is a great opportunity on that. And um, and we started collaborating with with them, and then we launched uh, right before Black Friday last year. Uh, you know, full new uh, e-commerce experience. And since then, you know, we've been we've been growing quite accelerated. Um, It was also a very interesting challenge because, you know, him being a celebrity uh, and especially a global celebrity, um, your engagement persona, right? Like your engagement market, like people who engage with your content is very different to the people who will go and buy products from you, right? Uh, Bear Grylls has, you know, uh, the product, um, you know, probably spread is, is, is quite big from like specialized products that are expensive all the way to, you know, like, uh, more affordable you know merchandise around his brand uh, but you know making that distinction and understanding who you know who your buying persona is what does that target market looks like uh, and finding that in a relatively you know fast fashion in a way that you can scale um, was pretty pretty interesting and you know like in you know about six months we've been working with them you know that their, their business has been growing and you know we we started with you know this was probably the other way around, where we started with you know his D two C store uh, or direct to consumer store, and then we started expanding to Amazon, right? And now you know we're launching Amazon in the US. You know we've been doing it in the UK. You know, and, uh, and alongside that strategy with um, with the um, their D two C store, it's been has been a, a very uh, a very interesting and successful uh, experience.
0: That's amazing, man, and I'm really glad I asked because that segues us quite nicely. Into the e-commerce stuff, so you were literally driving traffic to his e-commerce store to sell people what things like what does he sell? Knives and camping gear and stuff. I don't I don't know what. Type, yeah, I mean what type things like from
1: like military-grade watches to oh wow, you know,
0: like yeah, yeah. It's it's not just like
1: you know like a can you know like a canteen here. I mean it, there is like some very cool stuff. You know like that you know stuff for hiking, camping. But yeah. these are like you know great quality products, right? And and then you have you know like. Uh, you know, like uh, more affordable, you know, like uh, water bottles and, you know, posters and stuff like that. Or, you know, he does a lot of great books, you know, so that's available there as well. So, um, but probably something to to bear in mind, this is just not traffic, right? Uh, Mm. This is about performance marketing, right? And I think this is one of the things that, you know, people need to get into their minds, right? Especially when you're doing um, things like, you know, shopping, right? Um, You're not just driving traffic. uh, You're actually looking at, you know, how are you attracting customers to your brand? And in many ways, you know, I was talking to somebody uh, some time ago and, you know, just like, uh, you know, if you have a store in a mall, right? Uh, having the store, it's just kind of like the step one, right? Um, getting the foot traffic in the mall is the step two, right? But getting the, 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 the quality foot traffic into the store, right? It's, it's a step three. And that's what you want to, you know, and the quality traffic would mean people that will come in and actually buy something, Right. Um, now there will be people who will be, you know, will come in and out, you know, and, you know, will probably come, you know, back three times, you know, like to, to buy it, uh, before they buy something. But, you know, it's, making sure that, you know, you're looking at, you know, the people that you bring, you know, to your, to your website, from that perspective, you know, like how do you, it's not just about traffic, but it's about the quality of the people that you bring and the different touch points, you know, and articulations that you have. Uh, for them to to buy at the end of the day something, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. We don't just want people browsing or people jumping on the site and bouncing, or bots, right? We want people who are interested and and ready to engage and who, who are potential lifetime customers. So, what what I'd love to what I'd love to talk about is I think this would really benefit uh, my listeners, my audience. Is let's say you've got an Amazon website, right? You've got an Amazon business, and let's say you're doing. I don't know, a few thousand a month or something like that. And you've got a product that's doing well. Uh, my initial aim for any private label product is to, to do a thousand pounds profit per month, for example. So let's say somebody did that right? and they're just starting, they're just beginning to grow uh, just in the UK. And they realize that, you know, Amazon is an amazing platform. It does a lot of stuff for you, but there's always the risk, you know, that Amazon one day could Get your account in trouble or there could be some problem with the listing or something and they're thinking oh maybe i want to diversify what would be the first few steps if somebody wanted to take this product not just sell it on amazon but also sell it maybe on their own e-commerce store and actually have to drive their own traffic and create their own engaged audience what would be the first step to make that happen
1: yeah i mean i think that's that's very important i mean um you know you want to have your own destiny uh, or destination to own your own destiny in many ways. I think Amazon is great for you to get started and to start testing and, you know, to start kind of like playing with, um, you know, getting a product and selling to your, to to potential customers. But you also have to understand, right, that uh, those are Amazon customers, right, that uh, they're allowing you to kind of like um, interact with you right? But, you know, on your website, you know, there are your customers, right? Um, and it's about building the the, the the balance and the, you know, the, the the strategy between both. Doesn't mean one is better than the other one. They are complementary. And I think you need to, you know, start building, you know, from that mindset. Um, just like you do, right? A post-purchase uh, engagement with your customers on Amazon, right? Where you send them a survey, you ask them to review, you know, you, you want them to you know, there are things that you can do, like, uh, you know, take them to your website for either, you know, like registering your product or, you know, whatever. So that, that way you can, you know, engage with them and, and, you know, increase the lifetime value. You always need to be thinking about not that one just purchase, but the relationship that you build with your customers in the long term, right? And doing it in your own property, right, in your own website, sometimes it's easier than doing it just on Amazon, right? And I think, like as you said, right, I mean, sometimes you can get into... Some tricky situations, you know, with, with your Amazon account and, you know, it doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't happen always. There's always a possibility and you want to make sure that, you know, you always have that fallback. Now, your own website is something that you own, right? That's a brand that you built, right? It, it's that direct-to-consumer experience that you can that you can build and, you know, is the place where you can actually express, you know, your own self, you know, in many ways or you, the, the soul of the brand that you're and the products that you sell. And, and doing that, you know, the simplest way is just to, you know, get a Shopify store, right? Uh, you can also take a Wix store or you can do, you know, like there are many ways, right? But I think Shopify, um, out of all that are there, um, is probably, I would say, the safest bet to ways to get started. Uh, there are a lot of plugins that you can, you know, and simplest plugins that you can put in, uh, even to the point where you can connect your Amazon store to it and feed in and out, you know, out of that. Um And, um, you know, you can get um, up and running, you know, very simple with that. Um, And, you know, from there is to start understanding how do you build that brand, you know, to start building, you know, bringing traffic uh, of quality to it, to start looking at the conversions and the different touch points that exist in between.
0: Yeah, you're right, man. Shopify is just a really simple platform. I think it's probably one of the fastest. I mean, I've experimented with it. I haven't really used it like fully i experimented with it and I've got a site up and running in about a day um with everything the cart the upsells you know and you can range the page how you like which is something you can't do on Amazon so let's say you've got your Shopify store you've got a couple products on there could probably do that in a few hours um you know um let's say you get some customers on the site how do we make sure they come back how do we make sure they don't just see our site and then leave and never come back again
1: yeah, I think that that's great. I mean, one of the first things that I would do is that, you know, I'll, I'll, alongside with your Shopify, you know, you will probably want to have your Instagram account and your Facebook uh, page, um, you know, have those connected um, and, you know, like have, you know, create what is called a pixel. And, you know, that pixel is essentially a piece of code that you can drop off your Shopify, you know, as simple as a, as a one number, you know, and, you know happy to go to, you know, I, I can send some of the, the resources so that, you know, Oliver, can you put it on the, on the show notes, you know, where, where we explain you step by step, how do you get your pixel, you know, how do you go to Shopify, put it there. And, you know, once you have that, you know, it allows you to start learning, you know, about your customers, right? It will give you anonymized data about, you know, the actions that your customers are taking in your site, right? Uh, one of those are, you know, uh, the events or you can fire events. So whenever somebody adds a product to your to your cart, it you fire an right sells so you know somebody in Stockholm added a product to your card. Um, whenever somebody checks out, right, you also fire an event around that. So you can then set up campaigns in Facebook uh, that actually you know will be optimizing. You know its main uh, objective will be to optimize towards those events. So you're going to be looking at it as a funnel, right? It's a sales funnel. You have top, your top of funnel, which is people learning about your product or learning about your brand, right? You have your middle of funnel, which is people who are already come to your site and then, you know, have not taken an action, right? Or uh, you know, maybe, you know, they added something to your car, but they, you know, they, they bounce off. And then you have your bottom of funnel. And bottom of funnel is getting people to that last action, which is purchase. Right. And you're gonna be you're gonna be having campaigns that are going to be, you know, driving towards these three stages of your funnel. Um, and you know, if you're architecting them that way uh, in, in 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 your campaigns, and again, you know, like you can use LeafGrow to do that, or you can do it directly on Facebook. Uh, then you know, you're going to be optimizing for the different you know stages of of that of that funnel. That means that if somebody comes to your site, doesn't take an action, you can retarget them with an ad. You know, maybe even at the bottom of funnel, you know, some of the things that you do is you know you can offer them a a, a coupon, right? So you say, hey, that thing that you put on your cart. You know, here is a 10% coupon, right? Come back, get it, that, get it that buy, right? And then there is the post-purchase experience, right? Post-purchase experience is just, you know, as important in Amazon as it is, you know, on your own store and probably more on your own store because you want to be looking at that lifetime value, right, of your customers, right? You want customers to repeat with you, to build that relationship with you, um, whether that's through your through your product or through the offering that, that you provide. And you know, there are things that you can do, you know, there are services like Drip that you can connect, you know, to your Shopify store. And then whenever somebody buys, then you can, you know, automatically send them an email, you know, uh, uh, a few days later, you know, asking them, you know, how do you like their product? You know, having them to review their products, you know, like have a Trustpilot you know, kind of plugin in it so that people can start validating, you know, the reviews and things like that. And all those different things, you know, getting, get people to, you know, and your brand to get stronger, right? Um, and again, you don't have to have all of those things from day one. If you have to have one thing from day one is have your Facebook pixel in it because then that will allow you to start uh, getting data, right? And getting data about your audience and, you know, about the people who are who are experiencing the site.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That pixel gives you, almost gives your website like some memory, right? So when someone walks into the shop, it remembers who they are and then it can follow them around the internet. So I don't know if you've ever um, been on a website and you're looking for some shoes or something and you're looking to buy these shoes. And then all of a sudden you go on to, I don't know the New York times or the guardian or whatever website, and you see the shoes on the side of the page in an advert, right? That's the pixel. What's happened is you've been retargeted and the people who own the website are trying to get you back to the site so you can go ahead and actually make the decision to buy those shoes. So if you own a website and you use your pixel properly, I mean this is a way to constantly um, make every hit on your website amplified several times because you can you can see those ads all over the internet then so some really, really great insights there and you mentioned uh, briefly, Gilbert about drip and about email sequences, so my audience know that I send a lot of emails to them, right? Because they, they, they get them. Um, and they realize that obviously there's a reason I do this and it gets them, well, probably got them to listen to this podcast episode. And sometimes it gets them to buy stuff, right? So how would you effectively use email campaigns to increase engagement and to increase sales uh, within an e-commerce store?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's key. I mean, you want to be, and, and you have to be mindful, right? You always want to be giving people something of value right? You want to make sure that people engage with you and create that relationship. So you have to be adding value, right? And, you know, that value can come in in, in very different forms, right? Um, somebody like, um, uh, you know, if you're buying, if you're selling, like, you know, using the example of Bear Grylls, right? Like, uh, you're not just selling, you know, products, you're also providing value, right? Like in his case, you know, right now with, with all this, you know, lockdown and COVID stuff, you know, he's been providing, you know, training sessions, right, uh, to, to his followings, right, to uh, his followers. Uh, he's been providing, you know, like uh, content, you know, or even in links to other people's content, right? You want to be providing, building that relationship, right, around the concept of of what you have to, you know, to sell. And I think uh, not everything is a purchase. You have to understand, again, right, looking from a funnel perspective, you know, your top of funnel is about building that brand awareness, It's about building that brand relationship. Um, your middle and bottom of funnel is more about taking that action, right? Um, so if you capture, you know, somebody's email and they don't and they don't check out, right? Again, you can, you know, prompt them, you know, a day later, or a couple of days later, with a discount. And say, hey, I saw that you added these two products to your ch- to, to your to your cart. You didn't check out. It's a, you know, 10% discount, so you can make it through. Um, and it's about doing those those different uh, options. Uh, you can get people to, you know, like uh, subscribe to your newsletter, you know, and, and on return, you give them a discount uh, for their first purchase. So they're different things, right? And you want to make it as having somebody, as a convers- you know, having a conversation with somebody uh, and start building that relationship and, and, and start, you know, kind of building that towards, at the end of the day, you don't want that one transaction. You want actually, you know, that lifestyle, lifetime value uh, uh, relationship.
0: Absolutely. We've all had that uh, experience where you join someone's email list and it's either rubbish emails with pretty much no content that you just never read or it's like their mission to just extract as much money as humanly possible from you by constantly giving you all this scarcity and all these sales and everything. And it just feels icky. So you really want there to be value. You really want there to be value. You want to build a lifetime relationship and have that trust there through the emails. And the, the sales will naturally come you know, once people trust you. So I'm totally with you on that. So going back to Shopify then, um, let's say we've got our pixel set up and let's say we've got um, uh, an email sequence set up and you know, a checkout email and an abandoned cart email follow-up sequence and things like that. Are there any other apps that we can use on Shopify to, to really help us uh, improve that uh, middle bottom and funnel uh, experience?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there are many, and I think it's going to come to, you know, kind of like what, how, and you know, what you want to build. Right. I mean, there are the, you know, there are the, the, the basic one, like I said, I mean, drip is one uh, that you can use for that, you know, like uh, Shopify itself has, you know, uh, their own services. Um, I think, uh, more than the 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 app or the plugin, right? I mean, uh, it's more about you know having to think about the strategy, right? And I think in this case, um, you know, it's how do you want to build that relationship? And then you know, you can even use Mailchimp if you want for you know uh, for those. And I think uh, this one is going to come to you yourself to start building that that toolkit. And I think it's it's also for you to start you know uh, getting embedded you know, in this, uh, in this business. I, I think one of the, 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 key things is a lot of people are, are, are out looking for it, like, you know, the, the, the quick, quick method to become rich, you know, type of thing. And I feel like, uh, you know, people need to understand that in many ways, this is not, you're not running a sprint, right? You're running a marathon. If anything, you know, this is almost like an narrow, right. Uh, 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 run. And you want to make sure that, you know, you're always training, you're always building, right? That you, are learning and they, you know, like podcasts like this are great for giving people, uh, you know, that extra knowledge about how they can, you know, or ideas even, you know, like of how they can be sharpening the soul uh, and how do you get better at building that. But you're always only gonna be able to do it if you start, right? And uh, you're never gonna have all the dots aligned. And I think that's also important. Uh, you're also probably gonna, um, you know, make some mistakes in the, in, in the way. Uh, but I think the, the the key important thing about this is just like with your marketing campaigns, you have to come in at it, you know, in a very naive type of way, be open, you know, to learning, we're open to, to how you can iterate and always keep that, you know, that essential mindset that, you know, that you're learning every time that you're trying.
0: Right? I love that attitude, man. Yeah, getting away from the how do I make 25k in the next 30 days and more towards how do I build a really sustainable business over the next five to 10 years? And if you can do that, then what happens is you you get rich slowly, which is always um, uh, more beneficial for everyone involved because you build something so much more special. And um, yeah, it's just a great asset. And and I
1: think, I think you said something key uh, there, Oliver, and this is something that we, that, that, that we tell all of our customers and all of our clients. And and that is, you know, you want to be looking at building a sustainable business, right? You want to be looking at, at you know, how do you scale in a way that is sustainable? Um, and, you know, that that can give you access to those things, you know, like that, that longevity into your business, right? Uh, and for that, it's very key to understand your unique economics, uh, and to understand, you know, like and start scaling in a in a responsible kind of way. You know, we the first thing that we do with any with any client that we onboard is is look at the unique economics and start putting benchmarks. Doesn't mean that you're gonna, you know, that you're gonna be cash flow positive from from day one, but it's important for you to know kind of like what are you building towards, right? Um, and we were having this conversation with with a client, uh, actually of ours, you know that. Uh, We onboarded a couple of months ago, and, uh, you know, he's, again, an Amazon uh, seller. Uh, He's been doing a million pounds a year in sales, Um, and he's now wanting to, you know, take some of that, you know, experience and start building, you know, his T2C store, right? Uh, And, you know, we were talking, he's like, you know, how soon am I going to be able to be looking at cash flow positive on this side Uh, You know, and you have to remember, right? Uh, It's something, you know, both businesses are very different, but one, you know, has the the sustainability that you own your audience, the other one, you know, you don't, right? And it's how to start building towards that. But for him, it's understanding, right, what what the unique economics should be, right? What is the the target, you know, return on on, on investment, right? What is the target return? So that you're always, you know, kind of have that, that end in mind and a goal, you know, in mind. And as you build, you're getting closer and closer to it, right? One that's that's important for you to, you know, to understand, because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that, this is something that, you know, that will, will will grow with you, but also will outlive you and, you know, that will give you that um, that security, right? At the end of the day that you can, that it can not only pay for itself, but it can actually grow and scale in scaling itself.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And the you, you thing is, you can start building assets as well. When you have your own list, when you have your own site, they're assets that you own. Like when you sell on Amazon, you don't really own those assets. Amazon's logo, Amazon's website, Amazon's customers all belong to Jeff Bezos, right? And his shareholders. And you're borrowing them, you know? But when you have your own site, it's your thing. When you have your own list, it's your thing. No one can take that away from you. And so that will be very valuable. And even if, let's say you break even on advertising for a whole year and you don't make a profit, well, now you've built up a massive list and you've built up that asset, which will pay off. Uh, for years to come. So yeah, thinking long-term is is so key. So you mentioned benchmarks. Um, What would be like a few of the things we'd need to think about? Let's say, okay, I've got a product on Shopify, right? I want to turn on some ads, right? I want to get some people from say Facebook and Instagram to go to my website. I want to make a few sales. Um, What kind of numbers would we be thinking about? I mean, the first thing that jumps to my mind is, Understanding what the break-even point would be, you know, after the cost of the product and the cost of landed goods and the shipping, how much room we have to spend on ads? What other things do we need to consider when we're, you know, trying to build an ad campaign that doesn't just bleed money?
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's key to to look at all of those things. And you know, I will say there is no one benchmark. Uh, It's very different business to business. It depends also on on the product that you're selling and the and the. You know, kind of like the margins that you that you can play with, right? Um, if you have products that have low margin, it means that you know more often than not things like uh, makeup or you know like consumables, right? Uh, sometimes have low margins, but you can think of those in in a way that you know you want to build a ex- you know relationship with your customers where you know your cost of acquisition is front loaded, but then you know you kind of Make it, you know, you make the profit in the in the relationship, right, in the lifetime value of that customer. So, you know, you can say, you know, okay, I'm, you know, my cost of acquisition, I'm willing to go for, you know, one x of the cost of the product, and you know, I'm probably gonna, you know, not gonna make any money on that first first chop. I'm gonna, you know, kind of like break even, but I'm gonna be making the profit, you know, in the second, third, or whatever, you know, purchase, repeatable from that customer. Now. Other products, right, have very high margins, which allows you to. But also, you know, probably the repeatability, right, of that uh, of that purchase, you know, will be lower. Therefore, you will want to be maximizing towards that, you know, initial purchase um, because then, you know, you want want to be seeing, um, uh, you know, a, a proper return on it. One of our customers, you know, uh, has uh, you know this baby product brand. Um, you know, it's one of those, and he has a very cool product and, you know, but it's one of those things where you only buy once, right? It's not something that, or twice maybe, but not something that you will be buying, you know, uh, and, you know, in a repeatable kind of way. So for him, it's very important that, you know, he makes, you know, his return right on the first purchase. Um, So, you know, for somebody like him, you know, when we started, you know, like the targets was pretty high, right? Like for him, he wanted to get, back, you know, his uh his return on investment needed to be, you know, on on the multiples of X, right? Sometimes, you know, with um with you know different products you, you you can you can vary. Uh but I think it's it you know key to that will be to understand very well your unique economics uh and then what you know what will that tells you, right? Like what's that um, um you, you know kind of like a cost of acquisition that you can that you can aim at, and then you work towards that, right? And then, obviously, you want to, you know, the results will tell you, right, whether, you know, that's attainable or not, and then that means that you probably will have to tune, tune in things in and out. Um, one of the things that we provide our customers, you know, uh, both, you know, as a managed service or, you know, in the platform, is, you know, your reports will will let you see, you know, pretty good what your return on investment is. You know, it also uh, will allow you to stack, different campaigns, because you also have to understand that, you know, despite the fact that you might have one campaign that is the one that is, you know, whose aim is for that conversion, uh, there are other campaigns that are, you know, playing their role, right? Um, and, you know, it's like one of those, you know, we, we, we like to use this analogy, you know, like who scores the goal, the the player who last touched the ball or all the different players that you touched the ball in the play that made the goal, right? You have to understand that, you know, this is a team, a uh, sport where there are going to be different touch points, right? Uh, to people. Now, sometimes it's going to be the same one, but you know, more often than not, it's a combination of um, a touch points that you're going to be making with a customer before they, before they buy something. And for you is to understand the user journey, you know, customer journey and how, uh, how they, they, they make uh, their way to you and understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, you'll be looking at a blender cost of acquisition, which probably is going to be in you know, a combination of different things that, you know that that make up for that for that um for that purchase to happen
0: so important and a lot of these things only really materialize once you've been running the business for a while because you, you also need to understand you know what is the average um cart value what was the average amount that a customer is going to spend you know if, once you know that number uh now you can start really dialing in your ad campaigns based around it so you know if someone spent is going to spend a hundred dollars on their first purchase. Now you might want to either aim to break even with the ads on that, or you might want to be okay with making a loss. If you know that the lifetime value of that customer, i.e. what they spend over say two, three, four months over their life cycle, um, you know, you'll be able to recoup uh, after 30 days or after 60 days. And yeah, like you say, a lot of this stuff, um, can be gathered in reports, and yeah, if your software uh, enables people to get those easily, then that's amazing. So, what I'd love to do, Gilbert, is just let people know where they can find you, where they can find more out uh, about uh, Leaf Grow, and, and how they can work with you if, if they need you, if they need your help.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, b- before I do that, just just to close on on, on your point, um, something that is key for people to understand is that your marketing budget and your cost of acquisition is a factor of the cost of your goods. And you have to understand this because you're going to be looking at a return on investment, right? Now, if your product uh, costs 100 or if your product costs 10, the cost of the position or the budget required is going to be different, right? Now, if your product costs 100, you're probably going to need 100 in multiples, right? The cost of your product in multiples as your budget for marketing because, you uh, Facebook and any marketing platform you know or channel is gonna require right multiple sellings you know to people and so you're gonna be getting that in multiples right so uh, if you have a product that costs 400 and we've seen it in the past with some customers that came and say right my product um, costs five hundred dollars uh, but my marketing budget is um, I don't know uh, you know a thousand we would be like well I mean you know you're looking at a thousand and you want to you know convert that into money you know, and your product costs $500, you know, like you're probably going to need to reach a lot of people, you know, before that, and you're going to probably require multiples of that. So have that in mind, right? Because um, we've seen, you know, especially when when you're only starting that, you know, like uh, you, you want to know, oh, how, how much budget should I put? That budget is going to be, uh, you know, uh, probably a reference to, to the, the cost of goods that you're selling,
0: right? Absolutely. Um,
1: yeah. Um, so going back to your question about us, um, I, again, you know, like our, our service works as a platform or as a service. Um, we're a Facebook marketing partner. And we're also a Facebook marketing preferred agency, which means that, you know, Facebook audits what we do. You know, they, they, they test us, they try us, you know, and all that. Um, we're also a Shopify partner as well. So we, we kind of know our way around. Um, and, you know, we're help. You know, happy to help you, you know, both on, you know, on the Amazon or outside of the Amazon or your DTC side of things. Um, you can look it up at, at um and you can book a call you with know, one of our team members. You know, we're happy to, to look at your case and you know, see how we can help you. Uh, if you know what you're doing, meaning you've know, you run Facebook campaigns before and things like that, you, know, you, can, you can just make use of the platform. It abstracts about 80% of all the complexity from, from running your Facebook campaigns um, and makes it super simple for you to be launching campaigns at the cross the, across the funnel you know, that, that are set up for success. And then on the other one, you know, we're happy to provide you with a, you know, done for yourself type of service where we work with you in building, you know, successful strategies and delivery of those.
0: Love it. Fantastic. So leafgrow.io. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Fantastic. All right, Gilbert. Well, look, today's been a really insightful, man. Thanks so much for sharing uh, all of your insights and everything. And I hope a lot of people go check out your website and go see what you're all about. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the rest of your day, man. And we'll, we'll talk soon.
1: Likewise. Happy weekend. Happy week, everybody. Bye-bye.